Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Between You and Me. It's your girly, Alex, and we are feeling extremely exhausted today. I'm one person, so I'm not sure why I said we, but... I am currently seated on my bed as per usual for my solo episodes, nice and comfy and cozy. Today we have a different cat sitting next to me, Nyla, and she is sleeping like a cozy little baby. So I won't be able to include her purrs because I don't think she's purring. I think she's knocked the fuck out. But today is a beautiful, sunny Thursday when I'm recording this. And I just want to set the scene as I do in my episodes. It's a glorious day, but a very cold day, approximately 11 degrees outside. And the reason why I'm so happy that the sun is out is because I think for the past week, we've been in torrential rain. Not really. We've just had seriously depressing weather. And that's the thing about fall that I just don't really enjoy is that the sun disappears, which makes sense. You know, seasons are changing the leaves are leaving whoa literally the leaves are turning orange red which i think it's pretty but there's only so much of fall that i actually truly enjoy and i know a lot of people are fall lovers out there like my sister's like oh i love fall i love when the weather starts changing i love when you know the blah 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 but me mm, i couldn't tell you too many things that i actually enjoy about fall I'll try stating them out now, so maybe we can look at it more positively. I like pumpkins, pumpkin seeds, pumpkin pie, carving pumpkins, pumpkin sweet cream cold brews, um, pumpkin f- just flavor for the most part is pretty good. I like Halloween, the one specific day. Um, I also like, yeah, that's about it. There's really not much. And honestly, to be quite frank with you, Halloween does put this weird stress inside of my body, but because I always stress out really hard about my Halloween costume, because I always have the vision that I want to look so smoking delicious with like a cool dope costume that like nobody's going to have and that I'm going to look super, super cool. And I, I genuinely start planning like a month before Halloween, but because I'm such an indecisive individual, I think approximately two days before Halloween comes around, I actually decide on what my costume is. Last year, the exact same thing happened to me. I had planned for so long with one of my friends to do like multiple different like styled costumes, whatever. Like the weekend last year for Halloween was like every single day we dressed up like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So we had to think of like multiple costumes and 
honestly, they were pretty shit. I can't lie. Like when I look at them now, they were like really below average. So this is what I mean. I have such high expectations for myself for Halloween and then I always kind of flop. But this year, I think what I'm going to do instead is just not plan it whatsoever. And then whatever comes together last minute, I'll just go with that. Because then regardless if it's really good or really bad, I won't have had high expectations <laughs> and I'll just be happy. That's what I've learned over the past, um, you know, little time period of my life is that if you don't have high expectations, you can't get disappointed. Crazy, right? That is called the art of uh, detachment, I think. It's something similar to the idea that you don't expect anything from people, from situations. You don't expect certain outcomes. You just live in the moment and enjoy it. Whatever stays, stays. Whatever goes, goes. You don't have control over it. Okay, this got kind of deep. I was talking about Halloween. But yeah, so that is kind of how I feel about fall. I think that it's honestly, unpopular opinion, I think that it's uh, overhyped to a crazy wild extent. Maybe it's because I live in the East Coast and in Canada because it's just fall probably lasts for like, mm, I don't know, like three weeks here. And then you just get winter for like five fucking months. So there's nothing truly amazing about fall. I hate the fact that the sun goes down earlier. I hate the fact that it gets cold. I hate the fact that you barely really see the sun. I hate the fact that it's gray every single day. I hate rain. I hate the in-between weather of it being too cold to like not wear a sweater, but then too warm to like wear winter jackets. Like what the fuck do I wear? I don't have enough hoodies. That's a big issue for me recently. I need more hoodies. I want to buy a vest because that's definitely going to be needed. I get stressed out for like the fashion of fall because I think that my wardrobe is a lot more suited for like summer spring vibes. Like that's what majority of my closet is. And that's where I feel like I dress to my highest potential. Fall, it, not so much, especially for casual fall. I'm like looking into my closet right now. I mean, I actually do have quite a bit of like good fall colors. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to do some shopping for the fall because I'm traveling next month and I want to make sure I have some cute freaking fits. Um, basically for my travel plans, if anyone was interested, I'm going to go to Switzerland again and um, I'm not going to be there for too long. I'm also potentially going to be in London for a little bit. So hit me up if you're in London and you want to party, party, party. Anyways, now that I've rambled quite a bit to you guys, we're going to talk about balance today. Um, this is something that has been a goal of mine to achieve for a very long time. I actually, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but I'm just going to preface by saying I make goals for myself every month or at least I try to and a really big key goal of mine this month was to create balance in all aspects of my life so I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about how I plan on achieving this and kind of what I've been doing in order to create more balance in my life but I genuinely feel like this time of year kind of brings out like a different version of me I think during the summer I was really focused on enjoying my time and trying to the best of my ability to be really like present in the moment and I've kind of I can see how I've improved in those ways and like I've really tried to focus my attention on less overthinking less planning less over stressing about situations and just you know letting go and 
living in the moment, being spontaneous with what I do on a day to day and not feeling like chaotic if I'm not following a very structured plan because I feel like I have grown into a person probably if I'm being self-aware because of my anxiety has turned me into a person that needs a lot of control so I've become quite a planner through that I've felt like I need a lot of structure in my life planning and you know writing a lot of things down in agendas for me to feel like I have a grasp over my life but the one problem with that is that if I don't do the things that I've planned, I'll feel really bad about myself, which is not a good feeling to feel. It's like you hold yourself to these standards just in your day-to-day life, like little tasks. And if I don't hit those tasks, like if I end up, you know, doing something completely different or spending the day just kind of lazy and I don't get a chance to do them, I'll feel like shit. So there's ups and downs to this kind of structured lifestyle that I've created for myself which is why throughout the summer I kind of wanted to just chill out, you know, like not put so much pressure on myself because it really is the time to enjoy. We don't get this nice weather around here in Canada that often. Like I said, winter's like six months of the year. So when summer does roll around, it's like you got to take it. You got to take those sunny days. You got to take that nice weather and you need to get outside and do something with it, which is what I tried to do. And I think I achieved that goal throughout the summer. I was really you know, kind of putting work life on the back burner a little bit and really focusing on enjoying my time in the summer. So now that that period has ended and we are well into September, September has freaking flown by like the speed of lightning. It's literally the end of September and I don't know where it went, to be honest with you. But now that we're back in this kind of work mode, I would say, I feel like this period of time, September, October, kind of restructures what you want for the rest of the year because we really don't have that much time left in 2022. So I think it's brought me into this new mentality of like, okay, let's start setting down some goals. Let's start really figuring out what we want from the rest of the year, what we want for next year, and let's start working harder, like 5% harder than normal because that little 5% can go a long way. And with that, I also wanted to really, really make sure that I wasn't forgetting about anything else in my life. I talked about this in the beginning of a YouTube video that's coming out. By the time this podcast comes out, my new video is out already, so go and watch it. But I talked a little bit about how I'm the type of person that tends to kind of overfixate on certain aspects of her life and then forgets everything else. So that's why this element of balance is so important to me. Ow! Oh my god, I just slammed my head on the back of my bed. Side note, I've been having some severe neck crampage and I don't understand why, truly. I couldn't tell you. I think I'm sleeping weirdly, but like I can't bend my neck backwards. What the hell? I'm just thinking about all these like little pains that I get in my like 23 years of my life. Like I should, I feel like I should be a little bit more nimble, a little bit more flexible, a little bit less pain. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like Benjamin buttoning or something. Another side note that I just thought about, I want to know from you guys, sorry, this is so unrelated to like the topic of at hand, but I wanted to know from you guys, what do you like better in terms of my episodes? Do you guys enjoy my solo episodes more? Do you guys feel more drawn to like clicking on those ones and listening to them? Or do you enjoy having the guests on more? Because for me, I like a mix of both. 
but I always feel a little bit more structured and a little bit better about my episodes when they're by myself. And maybe that's my control issues because I know what I'm going to talk about. I know that I have a plan in my mind and yeah, maybe that's why, but I'd like to know from you guys because sometimes I find it a lot harder to make episodes with other people, obviously, because there's more to edit, there's more to talk about, there's more to plan, but I'm curious to know. So maybe you guys can DM me on the Instagram or leave a review on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts and just let me know because this season is coming to an end. So I would like to know like what you guys want to hear more of or if you like the good mix between solo and um, guest episodes, that would be good to know too. Um, but yeah, also another side note. Sorry, <laughs> lots of side notes. Um, I don't know if you could tell, but I got sick again. This one hasn't been too bad. I'm just a little congested. I think I'm healing. I've been taking a lot of health shots and eating garlic, which is actually a very good uh, boost to the immune system, but terrible for your breath. So good thing I'm not kissing anyone. Just kidding. I could be. None of your freaking business. Okay, back to reality. So I'm talking about balance here. And I genuinely feel like balance is such a key aspect to life. And when you lose balance, that's kind of when things feel a little off, right? That's when sometimes your mental health cannot be the best or your physical health or whatever it is because you haven't been able to reach a place where you can see all the different aspects in your life that are important to you and you're putting even energy into all of them. So that's kind of what the idea of balance is for me. And I also feel like balance is not something that you find either in your life. It's not like, oh, I need to go and find balance for myself. In reality, it's something that you create. You need to get yourself into a routine of putting equal energy into all the aspects of your life that you find important in order to create balance. And it takes self-discipline to not procrastinate or fail to follow through on things. So it really is something that you have to practice over time in order for you to live a life that incorporates balance. So I did a little bit of research for you guys because I am a studious woman and I wanted to kind of give you guys like clear steps, not just steps, but clear tips, I guess, on ways that you can create more balance in your life and aspects of your life that personally, in my opinion, are important to have balance between. Um, I feel like we're all in the same boat here. We're all trying to learn how to kind of live happier lives. And I think balance is the key to that. Now, who knows how my mind might change in the future? You know, I don't have all the wisdom in the world. I don't have all the knowledge in the world. But I genuinely believe that balance is a key aspect to how you create any form of like happiness and rhythm and peace in your life. And overall, if I would say what my goals are right now in life, it's peace and happiness and success you know so with that we're going to get into a couple of ways that you can create balance in your life now this one might seem extremely obvious probably because it is but disconnecting from any of your devices when you're off work mode or for a few hours a day or every night can be so beneficial because if you're anything like me it's so extremely easy to get sucked up into the world of the media or your devices or whatever it is. If we think about 
how much we can do on our phones, on our computers, on our tablets, wherever it might be. You know, I could spend the whole entire day on a device and be doing 10 other 10 different things, but I spent zero time focusing on myself or focusing on the outside world or anything along those lines. So disconnecting or scheduling a certain time of your day where you're not going to be on your phone is extremely productive and important. And if you don't do that already, I really recommend it. Personally, I don't. (laughs) So this is like, this is the number one piece of information that I should take from this. But I really never disconnect apart from when I'm at the gym, which is like the one time, which is maybe why I like going to the gym so much because I really do disconnect from reality there like I leave all my shit at home work is done everything is done and I go to the gym and technically I'm on my device listening to music but I'm not looking at anything I'm just listening and I'm just doing my workout and I'm just like that's it I don't even text people at the gym like that's a later issue you know I don't even have time so I'm doing my workout that's like a good hour and a half to two hours of my day where I'm disconnected. But other than that, I'm not really. So I think like even adding more time into that during my day where I'm disconnected would be pretty important for me. And I think another option, because sometimes people are like, okay, so what the fuck do I do then? If I'm not on my phone, on my computer, I'm not listening to music, then what do I do? Read a book. Okay. That's one of my ideas. Clean your room. I clean my room, but the problem with that is that I'll play music or I will, you know, watch a TV show while I'm doing it because it's distraction. You know, it's like doing something that you need to do, but then distracting yourself while doing it. But why not just do it without any devices? I don't know. I'm going to try it out. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Yo, my neck hurts so badly. I don't know how to seat myself so that I'm not in severe pain right now. Hold on. I need to readjust. Okay, I'm readjusted. Um, I'm sitting, I'm like propped up on a pillow now. Anyways, Tip numero dos. This is such an important one for me. Like seriously so important that I've realized that I need to learn how to do like a lot more in my life is learn how to say no and learn how to not overcommit yourself to things. I don't know where this tendency comes from in myself, but I feel the need, not even the need, but I feel guilty when I say no to things. Like maybe that I'm missing out or that like I should take every opportunity that comes to me, whether it's an opportunity for work or an opportunity just to hang out with somebody like I rarely will say no without feeling guilty I don't know I genuinely don't know what it is somebody tell me if you're a psychologist out there somebody tell me because it's a it's like an issue for me like I can't respectfully and kindly say no in my brain without feeling really bad and it had to be something that I practiced recently like I had to learn and teach myself to not feel bad If I can't commit myself to something and just simply say no, I will always, rather than say no, be like, okay, let me let you know. Like, I'm not sure yet I could be doing this, but let me let you know. When in reality, I know that I can't do it. But I'll say maybe just in case I find a way to like make it to whatever it is, but I just genuinely can't. I don't know what it is, but I think that's a really important aspect because if you're over committing yourself to things, it becomes impossible to create a healthy balance. So you need to say yes without resentment and no without regret. You know, like when you say yes, you can't just say it because you want to please a person or, you know, whatever it might be. 
you need to say yes because you genuinely have time and you genuinely want to do something with that person or you want to do that, you know, job, whatever it might be. And you need to say no if you know that you can't. It sounds so simple, but it's seriously something that I myself need to learn how to practice because I have a problem saying no to people. Once again, no idea where that comes from. All right, we're going back to what I mentioned before. And my third tip is to plan things. Now, like I said, I plan my goals every month and it allows me to kind of have a bigger idea of like, you know, a month is 30 days, sometimes 31. So you have enough time when you mentally figure out like what you want to get done in a month in terms of, you know, how you want to change potentially or what you want to achieve in a month's time. But you have to be realistic, mind you. You can't say I want to like make hundred thousand dollars in a month if that's just simply not possible unless you win the lottery so be realistic with your goals what i do is i have an agenda and at the back of the agenda i have like some note paper so on certain months when i remember sometimes i forget to do this but for example this month i did it i write down september goals and i kind of like jot down maybe like 10 things that i really want to achieve or just simple things too like I'm pretty sure I wrote down eating healthier, um, eating. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. More food to fuel me rather than food that tastes good. You know, things like that. Because my goal with that is to just be healthier overall, you know, to nourish my body better. So that's just an example for you. And then I also plan out my weeks, Monday through Sunday. And I try to do it every Monday. Sometimes I forget and I'll do it like on a Tuesday or Wednesday. But I plan out what I need to get done every single week. I'm kind of like over dramatic with this planning. I'm not gonna lie, you don't really need to do this much. But I'll like in a notebook, in a separate notebook, I'll write down everything that I wanna do in a week. Then I'll go into my actual agenda on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and then write those, you know, little tasks in for each day so I know when I'm when I have time to do them and when I can. And then obviously if I have appointments, whatever, I'll put them in there so I know. That's how I plan my weeks. And then of course, every single day, I'll go back to my agenda, see what I have on the Tuesday, see what I have on the Thursday and try and get those done. That helps if you're a person that can't really keep up with the things that you have to do on a day to day. I personally, if I don't plan things out, I'm lost. So that's why I feel like I need to do it. There's also digital ways that you can do this that I'm kind of looking into because I feel like I spend so much time on a pen and paper that I could just easily like type it and it would take me like half the time. But whatever. I like being traditional. So yeah, planning, I feel like just kind of brings you back into what your overall goals are and then helps you kind of hit those little check marks every single day in order to reach those bigger goals. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice to think about it because you just feel a little bit more structured and a little bit more kind of like a woman with a plan. You know what I mean? All right, next. Next two ones kind of go hand in hand which are to pay attention to your physical health and your mental health. Now, life can be so fast-paced and really kind of overwhelming at times that you don't even have the capacity to think about things like this. But I think if your life is anything like that, 
you need to look at these times to like pay attention to your physical and mental health almost like appointments okay I read a book like literally 30 minutes before I was recording this podcast because I wanted to get some inspiration and it's one of the books that I just always go back to which is called don't sweat the small stuff it's right here at the edge of my bed let me see who it's by Richard Carlson and it's a really good neat little book but it basically has several different chapters of like short little inspirational pieces that um kind of tell you how to just you know let go of things and relax and you know not sweat the small stuff and one of them talked about investing in alone time and your mental health and looking at it like an appointment of sorts if you schedule out specific times every day or multiple times a week to take care of your mental health or your physical health then you won't forget it you know what I mean because sometimes like I said you just don't really think about it and although you might have the intention that you want to do it you just won't get to it and it's funny because I actually will literally write in my agenda mental health day like on one day of the week I'll write in mental health day journal go to the park do this blah 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 read a book whatever the fuck because I need to actually remember and tell myself okay I need to do this because that's how you create balance is when you make sure that you're paying attention to all the different aspects of your life you know I think a lot of the times when people want to create balance is because they're either most of the time way too involved in one aspect of their life and a lot of the times it's your career or school or work we put all of our energy into one single aspect of our life and then forget everything else And it can create a really unbalanced like mentality and that can be super unhealthy because you're forgetting things like your physical and mental health. For your physical health, it's everything in between like how you eat, getting enough sleep, physical activity. Genuinely, getting enough sleep is so important and people will risk their sleep over everything. Do you know what I mean? Like so many people will sleep five to six hours a day because they know they need to do so much. And I stand by the idea that if you don't have your health, you don't really have anything. So take care of yourself in those aspects. Give yourself scheduled times in your mind or down on paper if you need it to get your eight hours of sleep or to drink enough water during the day or to make sure you're eating, you know, your vegetables and your fucking fruits. It sounds kind of lame, but it's just as important as anything else in your life, if not more important. Now, when it comes to mental health, it's a matter of being grounded and giving yourself what you need based on your mental health and taking a break when you need it, you know, journaling, spending alone time, taking time to reflect, go inwards. This is something that so many people overlook, the time and effort that you need to go inward and spend time with yourself because once again, the same way that if you don't have your physical health, you don't have anything. If you don't have your mental health, you don't have anything if not potentially more important than physical health, but I think that's a debatable subject. Um, I have firsthand experienced what it's like to not have control over your mental health, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have as well. It takes a burden on every single aspect of your life, every single aspect, your relationships, your work life, your personal life. It will affect all of those in a negative way. So taking care of yourself, your physical and mental health will create more balance overall whether you notice it or not 
Now, another extremely important way to create balance that I think a lot of people overlook is minimizing the toxins in your life. And this can be from people to situations to substances, like anything. Now, I'm 23 and I enjoy partying. I enjoy going out. I enjoy drinking. So what I mean by this is just not overdoing it, you know? Just be weary about how often you're doing these things because the same way you want to balance all the aspects of your life, you don't want to overdo drinking because it just, we all know it's poison, you know, but we still do it from time to time, sometimes more than others. But for me, it's like I will only engage in like a fun night out of drinking and stuff like that if I know that I, I'm not overdoing it, you know, like I don't think I've ever really been in a point in my life where I was like overdoing it to any extent, but I've had a, like many years of partying, not crazy, but like I've started drinking at like 15 years old because I lived in Europe and it was very normal and probably people did it here too in North America. So it's not much different, but you know, I've had my fair share of like basically just getting absolutely white girl wasted that at this point in my life it's not really the goal or the way that I find fun although I do find it fun very fun but you know just just being weary of how often you're doing that and being conscious of you know it's a draining activity you know going out getting ready drinking it's a damper on your wallet makes you a little poor it can be fun you get good experiences you get fun times out of it but just not overdoing it And then also when I say toxic, um, I'm also talking about people, okay? I'm also talking about people that drain your energy, that are just not bringing you goodness into your life. And sometimes it takes a moment or two to really realize that and be like, holy shit, okay, what is this person bringing me that is positive versus the negative? And, you know, sometimes you're in relationships, friendships, whatever relationship it could be, and you don't realize it for a while until you start to feel your energy being drained when you're around that person and that's when you have to take a step back and be like oh okay what's going on here you know and that can create super unbalanced feelings in your life because you're putting a lot of effort and time into a relationship or person or situation that just isn't benefiting you in any way so keeping your distance and knowing what is toxic in your life and slowly but surely kind of like reevaluating that and seeing if you really need it in your life is definitely important in order to create balance. I really feel like you need to surround yourself with supportive and positive people. And if you don't have that in the people that are around you right now, that's something that definitely needs to have thought behind it on like how you can adjust that. Now, speaking about relationships, another thing that I have is to set aside quality time with your friends and family or anybody you have in your life that you deem important so this can be something that I personally feel like in my age range that a lot of people kind of forget about and specifically family time just simply because at my age I think a lot of people are really more focused on their careers and more focused on their friendships than they are family and this is actually something that I thought about recently that I'm like I feel like I haven't been giving my family enough time and effort 
the way that I should. You know, not to be sad or depressing, but we don't know how long we have with like our parents or any older member of our family or anyone in general, right? So making sure that you spend that quality time with them. And when I mean quality, I mean like actual quality time that's invested with this person. Because if you're like me and you live with your family still, you see them every single day, but just because you see them doesn't mean you're spending time with them. And the same way as if you see your friends every day at school or on un- at university, but you're not actually spending intentional quality time with them, then it's not really going to feed you in any way. You know what I mean? So I think, like I said, if you're making intentional quality time with the important people in your life, it helps you maintain these bonds with people and you know, also sharing with somebody that you're super trusting of and feel like is a good person in your life, whether that's family, friend, or, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, then that also helps you to feel more supported and motivated and focused on your goals. And at the same time, it helps you to share things like your inner process, your inner demons, or celebrating your life accomplishments. I've said this before, but we were not meant to be on this planet by ourselves we're meant to be sharing with others and to communicate with others and to be with others and like I said again sometimes we're so stuck on our careers or successes and our goals that we don't take that extra time to have quality time with others and then that's a huge part of yourself that you're lacking is sharing with another person or having human connection so creating that schedule time even if you need to schedule it with other people and important people in your life is a key aspect to balance baby all right this next one is actually something that I forget to do a lot and I think treating yourself is extremely important to create balance now I forget this because sometimes I just don't think about it you know genuinely it just doesn't cross my mind and it's actually something that I feel like I need to do soon ASAP gotta treat myself but um just simple things like planning time to in a sense spoil yourself in some way shape or form like an example I can think of right now is getting a massage now these are like you might not think of it in this way but these are like slight investments in yourself as well like personally I could go for a massage right in this moment like so badly my neck is so jacked up right now (laughs) but spending that you know ooh, I'm actually like literally thinking about getting a massage right now I might have to do it soon I'm just a little bit broke but uh I really need to do that just taking care of yourself even in a way that's not expensive like having to go out and pay but like giving yourself a freaking pedicure or you know spending time on a hair care or skincare routine shaving your whole body I don't freaking know you know things like that that just make you feel good and that are quote-unquote investments in yourself and in your well-being or your physical appearance can be really beneficial because it feels good it's like taking a love language and putting it towards yourself you know what I mean so it's doing those acts of service for yourself and showing yourself love in a way that you don't need it from anybody else because you're doing it for you and it can be as simple as just having a glass of wine at the end of the night or or even like buying yourself some flowers I actually want to go do that for myself too I want to have a glass of wine as well but it's 2 p.m so I probably won't do that but this is what I mean just little things you could tell I'm deprived of taking care of myself because these little things that I just mentioned 
I want to do like right now. <sighs> oh, I'm kind of tired. Anyways, so yeah, things like this I really feel like are important because you forget, clearly, you forget to do these things for yourself. And when you do them, it feels good. It just honestly feels good. And once again, giving yourself like once every two weeks or, you know, once every week doing a little something for yourself will help you to feel more balanced and to kind of create structure and make sure that you are not forgetting about yourself. Now, the last thing that I have that I feel like is really important too in terms of balance is exploring the world. And this is really broad because it's like, okay, what the fuck do you mean explore the world? Do I have to get on a plane? Now, when I say exploring the world, it is just a really broad way of saying get out of your day-to-day routine and do something different. That can be anywhere from if you have the means and the time to go travel somewhere if you haven't in a while or, you know, do a little road trip. I don't know. Anywhere from something bigger like that to even just hopping on a bus, hopping on a train, getting in your car and driving maybe 30 minutes away somewhere that you haven't been to before or haven't been to in a long time that feels different and feels new. Because when you're creating balance in your life, that also means creating routine And that means that you're hitting all these different aspects that I just mentioned, like planning and minimizing toxins, paying attention to your physical and mental health. You get into a routine of these things, but sometimes in order to create balance, you need to break routine. So that's what I mean by exploring the world, like making sure that you're not stuck because I've talked about this many times. When I'm in a routine, I get stuck and it's the complete opposite of what I want, you know? So giving yourself time every now and then to break routine and to do something different is going to just make this a cycle that you're going to be able to continue to maintain the balance in your life. It basically just creates an element of like newness that you may be lacking when you get into that like steady, steady routine of life. And if anything, that's the biggest fear of mine is getting so glued into a routine that I just forget about new things and new experiences because this world is so endless this life is so large that you can do so many things like sometimes you forget oh I have you know willpower (laughs) like I can really just do whatever I want and you actually can just do whatever you want and that's what makes life exciting so go and do something weird go and do something crazy on a random Wednesday afternoon Go drive and go on a solo road trip. I don't know. You have that willpower. You have the ability to go do that. Go switch your life up. Do something different. And although it seems backwards, it will help you create balance. So those are my little tips and tricks um, to create, find, and maintain balance in your life. And I think it's an, it's going to be a new chapter for all of us after listening to this because I inspired myself by talking about this and hopefully I inspired you to take some of these little tips that I've said and integrate them into your life just to create an overall level of structure and balance that hopefully I'm hoping for you guys and for myself that will create such an element of peace and such an element of happiness in our lives. And, um, you know, maybe this is a little little booklet of some sort that you guys can keep in the back of your mind to add different things into your life or remove different things that are not serving you and also it takes a lot of time to overcome habitual patterns because we are human beings and 
we can be so glued and stuck into our ways that it takes intent and a shift in your brain to actually move into like a new space and a new chapter, let's say, where you do hit these different aspects in your life all evenly in order to create balance. So don't stress yourself out if you don't feel balanced in two days, if you're doing all these things. They say that it actually takes 30 days of consistency or 30 days of something before it starts to become a pattern. So with that being said, let's all try to create balance rather than just finding it. Okay. Now, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you gathered something from this. I hope it struck a nerve in the brain and helped you maybe realize that, yeah, you do want to switch things up in your life. You do want to change certain things so that you can have this nice, fun, fulfilling life where you pay attention to a lot of different things rather than just our like streamlined focus on your career or streamlined focus on a relationship or streamlined focus on just yourself because when you do streamline focus on just one thing like what's that thing called when like horses only like tunnel vision sorry I don't know why I had to think out loud but like tunnel vision on one thing in your life you realize that you're lacking in so many other different departments and it leaves you unhappy it leaves you a little empty you know what I mean so just let's look at life as a whole. We have to look at things holistically and kind of break it down from there. So if you guys did enjoy this, then rate the podcast on whatever platform you're listening. Um, I would also really appreciate and love you guys if you went to the podcast and followed it. It's at Between You and Me Podcast. We do only have one more episode left of this season. So like I said, leave your reviews. Let me know what you guys thought of it. Um, so I can kind of, you know, level up for the next season. Not sure how I will, but we'll see. And yeah, I love you guys all so much. Take care. Have a great rest of your day. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.